Welcome queen to the body love binge with me Victoria. Although we're all unique, honestly I'm no different to you. I'm just a girl who's been through some hard shit, figured out how to thrive and made it her life's mission to help others to do the same. I've beaten anorexia, bulimia, binge eating disorder and I'm a domestic abuse survivor. My intention for this podcast is to empower you with weekly episodes on all things food freedom, body love and of course juicy, yummy self-love so you can embody the healthiest and happiest version of you. Enjoy the episode my love. Hello queens, I wanted to say good evening but it might not be evening when you're listening to this but currently, just in case you were interested, it is Thursday evening and usually I don't quote work at this time but how can you really call it work when you absolutely love what you do but I've had a full day and my full day is also included relaxing so I'm only just getting down to recording the podcast but as I promised myself and I'm sure people maybe yourself have been waiting for this to come out because as you may know I release an episode every Thursday I am not going to let you down so here I am a little bit later than normal but still I'm still showing up and this episode as you probably already know is called how to trust your body with what and how much to eat So when I first heard about the concept of listening to your body and relying on your body to tell you what and how much to eat, I was extremely sceptical. I'd think things like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I can't trust my body to tell me what to eat. I would literally never stop eating chocolate. How do I even listen to my body anyway? What does that even mean, right? Maybe you can relate and I just want you to know that whether you're already on your journey to food freedom and body love or you're considering it, this episode will give you key insights as to the why and the how to trust your body to guide your eating. So let's dive in. Baby, you were born with it. I feel there's a song to that. Is that Lady Gaga? Or is that L'Oreal advert? No, that's your worth it. Either way, the title of this little paragraph that I want to talk about is Baby, You Were Born With It. We were each born with our very own inbuilt calorie counter, in quotes, which if we let it, guides us on when to eat, what to eat and how much to eat. This, quote, calorie counter is your hunger and fullness signals and your cravings. Right, so think about this. When you were a baby, you'd cry for food or you'd cry to have your nappy changed or to be hugged or whatever it was that you needed. Good luck to the mums out there. (laughs) But on a serious note, as a baby, you cried for food. You didn't have any conscious awareness of thought or language as a baby. You weren't lying there thinking, I think I need to drink milk now as it's lunchtime. (laughs) You had, and you still have, a natural drive to feed. And so in order to communicate that to the outside world to get your needs met, you cried. If you had a loving parent, you got your hunger needs met by a bottle or the breast. When you'd had enough, you would naturally stop. 
I can see this in my nephew. I'm trying to think of the Dutch word to say nephew. Well, that won't make any sense because most likely 98% of you don't speak Dutch. But the reason I'm bringing Dutch into this is because we have had a new newish baby into the family, into Wouter's family, my fiance. Um, and we live in the Netherlands, just in case you didn't know that already. And the baby is around. It will. He's in fact. He's almost one actually, because we're going to his birthday party soon. He's almost one, and I've watched. He's on solid foods now, but I've watched him like refuse to drink water or milk or refuse food because he just doesn't want it. Right. So just bear with me as I continue my conversation around babies. Right. So you naturally stop drinking the milk when you've had enough. As we get older, our upbringing usually teaches us to ignore and disconnect from our body's signals of hunger and fullness, especially if you're listening to this right now. Because believe it or not, there are such people in the world that have never had a fucked up relationship with food or their body, who literally just eat normally and just see food as food and this is my fiance's family, they see food as just food and like no one's had any issues with food before and it just blew my mind when I first got introduced to the family that not since the day I met them, which was four years ago now, not one person in their whole family have mentioned anything to do with my body. The lady who I'm talking about who's just had a baby, um, that's Vouter's brother's wife I don't even know why it's like I'm talking to you like you're an actual friend and of course you are but you probably don't really care whose baby it is but in general what I'm saying is even her who's had recently had a baby no one has mentioned anything about baby weight or anything like that so there are people out there in the world believe it or not that are just quote normal around food and body I would say I am now but I've had to remember how to be in this place and I've had shitload of unlearning to do and I still get triggered sometimes so as we get older as I was saying our upbringing usually teaches us to ignore and disconnect from our body's signals of hunger and fullness when you move on to solid foods your parents turn your food into aeroplanes in an attempt to encourage you to eat more even when your body is naturally stating that it's had enough. Like, can you remember? I can remember personally my dad and my mum being like, one more bite, or whatever it was. And I think he changed it from an animal to an aeroplane or whatever it would be to try and get me to eat. And I've seen that um, people do that with their with their children. And again, I'm not a parent, so it's probably easy for me to say, sitting from this place of not being a, a, a mother, only to a fur a fur child, which is Hero, our Malamute dog. And I'm sure that they, when your parents have done this to you and when you see this happening, aka trying to get their, their baby or their child to eat, they, they're doing this out of love, of course, because they want to, they're wanting to ensure that you're getting enough food and nourishment. But your body knows exactly what it wants and needs. Humans are wired for survival. If left to your own devices as a child, when you are hungry, you would have eaten. When you'd had enough, you'd stop. So just think about the truth of that for a moment. And then when you were a toddler, 
Maybe the only time you were allowed sweets and chocolate were when you were good or well behaved as a reward. And so thus you were taught that certain foods were put on a pedestal and were seen as treats. As you progress to school age, maybe, you were most likely told to finish all of the food on your plate if you wanted any dessert. So you learn over time to ignore your body's fullness and hunger signals and to ignore your body's fullness signals, especially if you wanted to eat dessert. Or maybe you were force-fed broccoli because it's, quote, good for you. And so you started to learn from a young age that foods that are good for you are torturous to eat, right? Please let me know if any of these resonate with you. And then due to living in a diet culture where thinness is, of course, celebrated, which, hello, which is most likely why you're here, as you found your body changing as a teenager, you most likely copied your peers and other other people around you and started dieting in an attempt to change your body, therefore ignoring your hunger signals in order to, quote, stick to the plan, Fast forward, fill in the blank, many years later, and you're stuck in the what seems like is a never-ending diet binge cycle. FYI, just in case you didn't already know, dieting is the cause of binge eating and emotional eating. So as you sit there surrounded by food wrappers, having completely ignored your body's fullness signals, you're so full that you can hardly breathe and you wonder what the fuck is wrong with you. Right, And then someone like me comes along and suggests listening to your body as the way to heal your relationship with food. But trust me, I have been there. I know what it feels like. So just hear me out. My next title of the little paragraph I want to speak to is called, Would You Sleep With You? Meaning, if you were in a romantic relationship with your body, Would it want to sleep with you? The answer is a surefire sign as to how loving and connected your relationship with your body is or isn't. If you're either refusing to look at your body or constantly criticising it, no wonder you don't feel the love. If you're constantly flip-flopping between underfeeding and overfeeding yourself and ignoring your body's signals, no wonder you feel so disconnected. Do you even, even remember what it feels like to be hungry or satisfied or maybe even full if you're a chronic dieter without the binging, but that will come. <laughs> FYI, it will come. Can you tune into your body and know what it wants to eat or are you always up in your head with food rules and shoulds and shouldn'ts? I thought so. (laughs) Hi body, nice to meet you. The first step to remembering, not learning because you already know it, you were born with it, remember, and it never leaves you. You've just become an expert at disconnecting and ignoring. So the first step to remembering how to tune into and recognize your body's unique way of communicating to you, I'm going to give you these tips on how to do that. So it's time to get reacquainted with your body and start to getting to know her again. She's missed you. Just be with that. Your body has missed you. You've been so disconnected for so long. She's missed you. So the biggest thing that I suggest you do out of this podcast, I'm going to give you more tips than this one, but trust me on this. This is so powerful. 
I invite you to start by writing your body a letter. It's like a ritual, it's very simple yet profound and I honestly think you'll be amazed at what comes through in your body letter. All you need to do is find a quiet space, get your journal and allow yourself to free flow a letter to your body. Some examples of what you could include in your letter are express an apology to your body for how you thought about her and how you've treated her in the past. List all of the BS lies you've believed and that you were taught. Let your body know you're sorry for how you've mistreated or neglected her in the past. Express your intention for your relationship moving forward, what you desire to co-create together and how you consciously choose to think and act with your body being your best friend. Let your body know how you are going to speak to her and treat her going forward. Let your body know how your new personal commitments to taking care of her look like. Let your body know all the incredible things you desire to experience and enjoy with her being your best friend and share any sacred vows or commitments you choose to make. Share your personal no list with your body. What are you not allowing your body to have to endure anymore? Let your body know how much you love her and how much you appreciate her. And seriously, have fun writing this letter to your body. This is like a sacred contract and a new relationship with your body that can truly change your life. And please share with me when you've done this. And I know I say things like this to you quite often, like share with me and what do you think about this? But honestly, from the heart, I genuinely mean it. This, why do you think I, I'm sat up on a Thursday night recording a podcast episode for you for free because I genuinely care about you and your journey which is why I put out this content so please let me know how you find it there's actually a record button on the anchor website which is where I record my podcast but just go to Instagram or Facebook and just send me a message and let me know because I want to want to hear about you all right so the next step is to start listening Keep practicing getting out of your head and into your body. What does hunger feel like to you? What does fullness feel like to you? Ask your body to help you to connect back with her. How does your body communicate to you that she's hot or cold? What about when you're thirsty or when you need to pee? Right, We have so many natural and instinctive drives and signals that we usually have no problem responding to. For example, putting on a jumper when it's cold, going to the toilet when you need a wee, yet when it comes to eating, we just can't trust ourselves. As we've discovered, this is due to our upbringing and society's conditioning in the context of diet culture and, of course, fat phobia. But the good news is... We can connect back to our natural drivers and signals. We can trust our body to guide us with what, when and how much to eat. It's about learning the language of your body. So when we're remembering how to connect back to our body, it can honestly feel like we're learning a new language, especially if we've been disconnected from our body since childhood And again, there's no blame here. There's no blame for you. There's no blame for your parents. There's no blame for society. It just is. It's no one's fault, especially yours, but it's your responsibility 
to change this going forward, which I'm glad that's why I'm so glad that you're here because that's what you can do with this. Connecting back to your body again is actually an exciting and sometimes frustrating self-loving discovery. So be gentle with yourself. There's nothing to get wrong. It's about experimenting with what feels right for you and your body. And you will definitely have moments of frustration, especially at the beginning of your reconnecting journey, as you'll be judging the shit out of yourself with regards to what you eat. This is why it's impossible to teach you everything you need to know in order to connect with your body again and trust that she knows best in this episode alone. And that's precisely why I've created a four-month program called Food and Body Freedom Queen to guide you step-by-step to food freedom and body love. And that was a shameless plug, but seriously, that's exactly why I created it and it's exactly what you need to get there. But I'm still going to give you so much value and I really hope that you implement what I'm going to share with you going forward because you can see huge positive shifts right away if from this moment on you practice tuning into your body on a regular basis and asking her, am I hungry? What do I feel like eating? Have I had enough? Would I like some more? Can you see that there from a place of abundance, not restriction? How do I feel physically? How do I feel emotionally? What do I need right now? And as you can see, it's more about, it's more than just the food. It's about building a relationship with your body and caring for her, caring for you because your body is your home and wherever you go, there you are. And I want to give you some more practical tips as we come to the end of this episode Because many of you, I'm sure, will have resistance to this because you'll be scared of weight gain, of course, and you'll also feel lost without having a plan or any food rules to to follow. And I know exactly how you feel. I've spent over 20 years of my life obsessing over my body and my food and experiencing different diagnosed eating disorders, anorexia, binge eating, bulimia. I get it. Dieting was my home base, it was like my comfort blanket and anything but control felt completely out of control and you do not have to be diagnosed to be suffering with disordered eating, absolutely not. If you're listening to this now, it's most, it's most likely that you are struggling with this which is why I'm, I'm so glad that you're here. So some more tips to help you. Number one, get to know the language of your body as I've already shared during this episode. Number two, follow your body's signals, cravings and drives with unwavering trust that she knows best because she does. Your body is the most wisest thing on this whole entire planet. Number three, when eating, eat mindfully and slow down. Allow yourself to experience the pleasure of eating because why do you think we have taste buds, right? Yes, some would argue that it's so we can distinguish between poison and food, like when we were back in the day in cavemen and women or in the jungle or wherever we were. But there's a reason why food tastes so amazing. There's a reason why women have a clitoris Yes, I went there from food to sex and orgasm because women are built for pleasure 
So why not get as much pleasure as possible when you're eating? Number four, check in with yourself during eating and notice when you get a signal or a feeling to stop. Number five, release any judgment from your mind. This is a biggie. And notice when diet fuckery is screaming at you. Meet it with love and then let it go. Say things like, I trust my body. I choose self-care over self-control. Number six, commit to body image work. Now, as you can imagine, there's a lot of layers to body image work and it's different for every individual, which is why I absolutely love to coach you through this because everyone is different. But seriously, a practice of committing to body image work is absolutely essential if you want to heal your relationship with food. You cannot heal your relationship with food without doing body image work, period. Which is why there is a ton of body image work, body acceptance, body confidence and body love in a work in my programs. Number seven, devote yourself to doing the inner work to return home to infinite self-love. And that looks like trauma release, inner child work, emotional regulation, getting outside of your comfort zone, letting go of limiting beliefs, just to name a few. And then number eight is invest in yourself and get guidance and support from a professional that you trust. Yes, you can do this alone if you're very, very committed, if you're very strong at holding your emotions and feeling them. But in all honesty, whether it's paid help or free help or whatever it may be, we need support during this process because again, having been there myself, I personally invested in a coach myself, which is why I became a coach because she literally helped me change my whole freaking life and I wanted to give back and do the same for others. But even if you are not in a position to invest in yourself with money, you can still invest in yourself in time and in energy and effort. I offer the free uh, free modules to my paid program and a free support group to go alongside that. So everything will be... Um, below wherever you listen to this podcast so you can do that for yourself for free but show don't just sign up for it and then then that's it like actually do the work because it will really help you and you can really help yourself you need support during this because it can feel so scary and you can feel very lost and it's so easy to run back to the safety of dieting but that's just delusionary because it's it's just a very quick fix and it makes you feel better in the short term, but it actually is perpetuating the problem of your binge eating over time. And ultimately, at the end, you have got this. If I and my clients can do it, so can you. Because if you don't do anything to change your relationship with food and your body, nothing will change. Your body has all the answers. Get to know her, trust her, become best friends with your body. And then when you've done all of those things, welcome, my love, to food freedom and self-love because that is the place where you will end up. All right, my loves, that is the end of the episode. Let me know if you found that helpful. Also, let me know if you would like me to discuss anything on an episode, whether it's a question you'd like me to answer in depth or a topic you'd like me to speak to. It's really helpful because I can then give you what you actually want and what you actually need. 
But as always, thank you so much for listening. Tag me on Instagram, tag me on Facebook, screenshot this episode. Loving you so much. Thank you for being here. And remember, choose self-care over self-control. See you next time. I hope this episode was everything you needed to hear today and more. If you love this podcast, then please screenshot this episode and share it to your Instagram or Facebook stories and tag me at Victoria Kleinsman so I can share you with my audience and we can get my podcast out to more women that need it. Also, I'd be super duper grateful if you could rate and review this podcast as it really does help others to find it. Thank you so, so much in advance and I'll see you on the next one. Hi Victoria, I would like you to just get comfortable, whether that's sitting down or lying down, somewhere where you feel as safe as possible in the room that you're in just do what you need to do to get comfortable and during this meditation you can move and adjust your position at any time the main aim of this meditation the intention is to feel relaxed and as safe as possible because you are safe that's the truth so go ahead and close your eyes if you haven't done already And just start to pay attention to your breath. And just notice where you feel your breath the most. Whether that's in your tummy, or in your nostrils, or in your chest. Just notice. And then very gradually, I want you to allow yourself to start to relax. So start with your tummy, allow your tummy to relax. Allow your breath to get a little bit slower and longer and deeper. And you can sigh. And you can drop your shoulders and wiggle your neck. Just allow yourself to start to relax and just pay attention to those eyebrows and your eyes, all the little muscles around the eyes that we tend to hold on to a lot of tension there without realizing it. So just allow your eyebrows to relax, all the muscles around your eyes to relax. Hmm. And your face. and your jaw and your shoulders and your chest allow it to be soft and open and relaxed and your stomach and your hips and your legs feet and your toes. Give yourself full permission to relax. Okay, good. And now what I'd like you to do is just imagine that this beautiful cloak made of any colour 
any material that you so desire or envision, this gorgeous cloak just appears in your mind's eye in front of you. This cloak by itself is magically hovering as if someone's wearing it but nobody is and you feel safe and supported and you take the cloak that's in front of you so just admire its colour, admire its material, how does it feel in your hand, is it heavy, is it light, what does it smell of, or it may not have a smell, just notice all the incarnate details of this magical safety cloak. And when you've had a good look and a good feel and really got familiar with it, you decide to put it on. And this cloak can have a hood if you like as well. So maybe you've chosen a furry material, maybe it's just a magic light material. Whatever it is, just envision that you're wearing it right now. And what this cloak does is it protects you from any negative energy. It protects you from any invasion of your privacy. This cloak is your safe blanket. So just feel what it feels like. It's like a hug. It's like being hugged and held and supported all at the same time. So just be with that feeling. Notice if there's any anxiety there or any thoughts or any worry or any fear about not feeling safe. And allow that to be there, that's okay. But with this cloak that you're now wearing that you can have at any moment and any time, this is protecting you. So even if you go about your day and someone comes into the room and you feel violated and you feel like the peace has been completely snatched away from you, just remember that if you so choose, you're already wearing this cape, this cloak, and therefore you cannot feel that way anymore because it's protecting you from those feelings. You may feel them fleetingly and then you remember that it's okay because this cloak is protecting you. It's got you. It's your sacred, safe, comforting, loving, strong, cloaked blanket and it's all yours and it's made especially for you. So just be with that feeling. Imagine that the cloak that you're now wearing, whatever colour you've chosen for it to be, imagine that that gorgeous colour is starting to like swirl around you. So you're wearing this cloak and then now this gorgeous colour of the cloak has its own identity and it's like a swirling colour light with sparkles in and it's starting to swirl like an aura around your whole being and it's swirling around your whole body and then it notices that empty feeling in your stomach and this gorgeous swirling light surrounding you goes in 
to that empty place in your stomach and it fills that empty space and whatever it fills that space with you get to decide so maybe it's strength maybe it's comfort maybe it's love maybe it's someone to listen to maybe it's someone to talk to maybe it's a noise maybe it's a feeling maybe it's just a feeling of being full and comforted you decide whatever you need it to be this swirling light that's come from the magic cloak fills that gap within your tummy and just notice what your physical body is doing notice if you're relaxed notice if you're holding on to any tension and just notice without judgment but just know the magical powers that this cloak has and know that you are safe you are safe with this cloak you are safe without this cloak but this cloak is just here to represent safety and comfort for you and it is yours at any time you so wish to use it you can wear it all the time if you like just embrace the feeling of safety of warmth of peacefulness of feeling full and fulfilled and enough and safe and this feeling is available to you whenever you so choose because if you feel it now you have created this through listening to my voice this is within you you are the creator you are the source of this feeling so just realize how strong and safe you actually are and it comes from you it comes from within and just be with yourself you can imagine in your mind's eye or you can do it physically you can put your arms around yourself and give yourself the biggest loving warmest cuddle you can even rock yourself from side to side you can say to yourself I've got you it's okay I'm safe I'm loved I'm whole and I'm home I love you I'm safe I'm whole I'm home I'm enough I love you okay good and you can stay here for as long as you like and whenever you feel ready you can open your eyes and know that you are safe Okay, so now we're going to pay attention, hold space for, and have a conversation with your teenage self. Or whichever part of you comes up when you've experienced that feeling of feeling violated, having your peace interrupted. So just connect with that part of you 
that was feeling those intense emotions when that happened. So just allow that part of you to come through. Imagine that you're sat in a meadow and you're sat on the floor with your legs crossed and whichever part of you that has come through, that has been hurt, that has felt this anger, this violation, allow her to walk towards you and just notice what age you are. So this this version of you that is walking towards you in this meadow, this is the part of you that wants to be heard. This is a part of you that wants to express herself, that wants to be seen, that wants to be heard, that wants to speak up. So as she's walking towards you, just notice what age you are and notice what you look like. Notice what you're wearing, that version of you and notice what facial expression you have. Notice your body language. Are you standing? Have you sat down next to the version of you that you are today? Is your body language defensive? Just have that vision in your mind now. And what I'd like you to do, the version of you now that is sat on the grass with her legs crossed, I want you to encourage the past version of you to sit down next to you or opposite you. And just watch as that past version of you, maybe the teenage version of you, whichever age came through for you, just watch her sit down either next to you or opposite you, whichever feels best. And I want you to take her hands in your hands. And I want you to say to her, I'm here, I want to listen, what have you got to say and let her speak to you, what has she got to say to you, what has she bottled inside for so long. Why does she feel angry? Why does she feel violated? And if she hasn't got anything to say, that's perfect too. Just thank her for being here with you. But ask her these questions because you're here for her holding space with a loving ear to listen to her. And notice if her body language changes as she's sharing with you what she do so desperately has wanted to say for so many years. Ask her, what did she wish was different back then when you were her age how was life not okay what would she have wanted to be different what did she need 
that she didn't receive. How were her needs not met? And what benefits is she getting now when she comes through as anger, as feeling violated, as feeling furious when her peace is interrupted? What's really underneath all of that? What benefit is she getting for expressing those feelings to you in those moments? Ask her if she needs to scream or shout or cry or laugh or just be quiet or smile or all of those things. Just be with her and allow her to express herself fully and tell you all the secrets that are in your unconscious mind. time that she's sharing she knows that you are going to listen going forward you're not going to abandon yourself you're going to stay with her you're going to stay with all aspects of yourself the inner child version of you the baby version of you the young teenager version of you, the young adult version of you, all of those beautiful versions of yourself that are wanting to be heard, you're not going to abandon them anymore because they are you and you are them. Instead of worrying about how other people feel, instead of taking on other people's emotions as your responsibility, You're going to stay with yourself from now on. And you know why? Because you deserve it. You deserve to be there for you. Every single aspect of you, every single past, younger version of you needs you to be there for them. And so you are. You can be caring and compassionate and loving towards other people. You can take their emotions into consideration. But at the same time, you're with yourself. You're being there for you. You're putting your needs first. You're feeling your emotions. You're listening to your inner younger self. And just notice now as that past version of you who is sat next to you or opposite you is got closer to you. She's moved closer. And you can see that she just wants a big cuddle. And so you reach out to her and you put your arms around her and she puts her arms around you. Maybe you're both crying. Maybe you're both smiling or laughing, or all three, 
and you just feel the infinite love between the both of you. And as you feel that love and support and homeness, she starts to evaporate and melt like magic into your heart. So she goes back into your heart and you feel her presence now and she feels safe and listened to and happy and deserving and she feels heard. And you promise her that you'll never abandon her again. You'll be there for her and for all past aspects of yourself and for your current self. You're going to be there for you. You're not going to abandon yourself. You're going to be there for yourself. Because this, my love, is the way forward for you. And you can do it. It's your home. You're already whole. You'll be helping other people the more you stand by yourself. So just feel that safety and that love and support. And just know that this is your truth. Thank your teenage self, whichever self came through for you. Thank all of your past selves. Thank yourself now. And just give yourself the love. All the love. You are the source of that. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes and stay here as long as you like.